Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Hey everybody, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, where two friends sit down and talk about music for a little while. One has made the other listen to a record that they've never listened to before. That's what we do here. My name is Scott. I'm here with my co-host, Brand. Brand, how are you today? I'm doing good. We had a few technical difficulties pre-show, so let's hope they don't carry on yeah, through, let's, this, let's through the episode. Not. But we look, it sounds like we got them. You sound crisp. You sound clean. You sound nice. Thank goodness. Thanks. Thanks for that. I feel That feels good. Um, that's what we're here for. Man. I'm trying to build you up, gash you up. Love it. Get you on your way. Don't need like... a don't need a Judy Attitude floating around here. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> oh. she like an '80s pop star? I don't. I have Judy no idea. To, Judy Tenuto. Judy. It's not Menudo. That's a Menudo. Wasn't that Ricky Martin's like old boy band? Um, weirdly enough, I don't think it was Ricky Martin's. He was in it, but I think Menudo. They just like would swap out people. Like it was a boy band, but it was just rotating. Like as soon as they oh. got a little older, they would just bring new ones in. Gotcha. So who are you? Of? You aged out. You aged out of Menudo. Yeah, I'm gonna look up Judy uh, Judy Tenuta. Uh, okay, I lied. She's an American comedian. So hey, I'm sorry. She oh, she's a comedy musician. So okay, she's was known for her whimsical and brash persona of the love goddess. Oh, mixing insult comedy, observational humor, self promotion, and body on stage antics. Oh, she passed away in 2022. Oh. R.I.P. Judy Tenuta. Rip. This is the Judy Tenuta episode. Welcome. <laughs> this is not the Judy Tenuta episode. This is spooky season episode. This is the Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds murder ballads episode. Now, Brand, did you know anything about Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds previous? I think you said you listened to a, another record, like a newer record. Yeah, before. I don't remember what it was. And I thought it could have been just a Nick Cave solo record, but he only ever had one of those. And I don't think it was that one. Right. So I, I think I, I listened to, I'm going to say 2014, maybe I listened to a Nick Cave and the Bad Seas record. I don't know. Ghost somewhere around there. or whatever it was. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. But that's that's the only familiarity I have. And I, I also thought, because I had listened to William Control before I listened to Nick Cave. So mm-hmm. when I heard the Nick Cave record, it just sounded to me like a, like William Control. But I would rather listen to William Control because he had a little bit of a different edge on it. Okay. Of. 
But no, I knew nothing going into Murder Ballads. Didn't know when it came out. Didn't know what it was. Knew nothing. Nothing at all. Fantastic. Well, let's dive into the notes and uh, we'll get you a little more informed Excellent. On, on Nick Cave and his bad seeds. <laughs> I don't like that <laughs> turn of phrase, but yeah. Uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds are an American rock band formed in 1983 by vocalist Nick Cave, multi-instrumentalist Mick Harvey, and guitarist vocalist Blixa Bargild. So that's a name I'm into. Yeah, right? Uh, the band was founded following the demise of Cave and Harvey's former group, The Birthday Party, the members of which met at a boarding school in Melbourne, Australia. Wait, are they all Australian? Is Nick Cave Australian? Yeah, yeah, he is. Oh, that paints the album a little different. It's a you little and bit... these fucking Australian. I know. Between I was... between Christian rock from the thousands <laughs> and Australian bands, you have a type. You're right. <laughs> I've cornered the market on Australian Christian rock. Throughout the 1980s, the band drew largely on post-punk, blues, and gothic rock. All right. Yeah. I- I've always seen the the genre post-punk and it's hard to place because it basically just means it's anything so, after it's the such punk a music. weird turn of phrase yeah. yeah but i could see it i could see this being called post-punk uh murder ballads is the ninth studio album by nick cave and the bad seeds and re- was released february 5th 1996 96 yeah all right that checks uh, out i guess i could have guessed this hand on the 90s because you gave it to me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as its title suggests the album consists of new and traditional murder ballads, a genre of songs that relays the details and often consequences of crimes of passion. Oh, this is a real thing. Yeah, this is a real thing. Like, like murder ballads is a real thing out there in the world. Yeah, a lot of these. I have notes on on a, a bunch of the songs individually Okay, that are taken from traditional, like early, early traditional songs. Okay. Yeah, it's a thing. Interesting. Yeah. Must be an Australian thing. They got a prison colony down there. That's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> they were a prison colony. <laughs> well, with the amount of things that can kill you down there, let's Ooh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> Although Those it's still it's still not more dangerous than the American prison system. Let's talk about it, Scott. Ooh, That's what we're here for let's go. <laughs> uh Murder Ballads was the band's biggest commercial success to date, most likely helped by the unexpected repeated airplay of the Where the Wild Roses Grow video on MTV. Okay. MTV even nominated Cave for their Best Male Artist Award of that year. Though this nomination was later withdrawn at Cave's request, Cave later said I was kind of aware that people would go and buy the Murder Ballads album and listen to it and wonder, what the fuck have I bought this for? Because the Kylie song wasn't any true indication of what the record was actually like. I don't even think that's the one. I think there is one. Well, that that was the single. No, but I mean, that doesn't feel like it fits the record. There is one that I feel like doesn't fit the record. I don't think that's the one, though. And we'll get there when you go track by track. Absolutely. The first song written for the album was O'Malley's Bar when the band was recording their seventh album, Henry's Dream. So they wrote a song for their ninth album while recording their seventh album. And you couldn't fit it anywhere else, I guess. So that's actually, a, yeah, that's what Nick Cave said about that. I don't know if I have it in my notes, but I, I was doing a lot of research on this one. But he said he wrote some songs that were in this murder ballad genre 
that just wouldn't fit on any other record. And then they decided to write the, the rest record. of the record around it. Yeah. According to Cave, the idea for the Murder Ballads album came from the song O'Malley's Bar. He said, we couldn't use O'Malley's Bar on any of our other records. So we had to make a record an environment where the songs could exist. Recordings were done towards the end of their recording sessions for their eighth album, Let Love In. So basically what I just free form told you, I wrote down previously (laughs) and spewed out all over again. Uh, There was actually some thought that the early material for Murder Ballads, the album could be made into a film with Australian Canadian film director, John Hillcote. Cave said, I was going around everywhere with letters of intent, pushing them at everyone I knew saying, do you want to be in this film? Weird. So he's trying to make a movie based on these songs. And then I I could see Russell Crowe in it. He's Australian, right? (laughs) I think he is, yeah. And I don't know about murder, but he definitely likes fighting. We know that. We know he likes fighting. He does that, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you get Russell Crowe involved. I'll watch that movie. Yeah. Upon release, Murder Ballads received widespread critical acclaim. The album ranked number 16 on Melody Maker's list of 1996's Albums of the Year and number 7 in the NME's 96 Critics Poll. And then in December 2021, the album was ranked at number 13 in Rolling Stone Australia's 200 Greatest Australian Albums of All Time list. Where does Silverchair sit on that? (laughs) On that Australian? Yeah. I have no idea. Up high, though. Probably right under NXS. Is it is it Frog Stomp? Is that the record? Or is there is it the other one? Ooh, the other yeah. big one. The Ballroom? Is that the name of it? Uh, Something like that? Neon yeah. Ballroom? Neon Ballroom, yeah. That might be the one. Because that, that had their huge hit. Okay. Uh, Anthem for the year 2000. And then Anna's song was on that one, too, which was a big hit for them. So it might be Neon Ballroom. And Kylie Minogue's Australian, right? So hers, yeah, hers is way up there. She's one or two. Yeah, she definitely has to be one or two. Yeah. Right behind or right above in excess. Because that kick record was... I don't think I can gigantic. name another another Australian offhand. Oh, I definitely couldn't. Yeesh. This, is, <laughs> this is rough. There's definitely yeah. plenty. There's definitely there... plenty. I can name like metal bands, but that doesn't help us for this. Uh, not for that list. Who's the newest? Who's the newest? Like, there has to be a new big Australian artist. I know, uh, like, Austra- I know more Australian com- comedians than I do Australian musicians, pop musicians. I have no idea. Sia? I guess I didn't know Sia was. Oh, Australian. is she Australian? I didn't know that. I mean, I Googled Australian pop musicians and her name came up after Keith Urban. Forgot he was because that's the weirdest oh, name yeah, for country too. music guy. Yeah, I forgot he was as well. Also, but... didn't know Natalie Imbruglia was Australian. Oh, I did know that. Son of a bitch, I should have pulled that one. Also, didn't know Rick Springfield. Oh, Australian. we we missed a big, big one. Number one, ACDC Back in Black. That is the big one. Yep, totally yeah. forgot. And then I, followed by NXS Kick. Air Supply? Man. Oh, that's wild. Olivia I, Newton-John? These Some of these have to be lying, right? No, that's right. I, I knew Olivia Newton-John. John Farnham is yeah, number I don't know who three. That is. Neither do I, but it's number three. Cold Chisel. Oh, he was a teen pop idol from 67 to 79. Midnight Oil. I don't know any of these. Silverchair Frog Stomp, number six. Oh, so it is their highest. It is, yeah. Oh, your boy's Australian. Gautier. Is he? He's on He's on this list, I found. Savage Garden, number nine. Iggy Azalea. 
Kylie Minogue, number 10. Hold on. The Bee Gees are Australian? Are they really? This is the Australian cast, folks. We're we're doing it big. They're Australian brothers. That is unreal to me. I didn't know that. There is very few things that feel more American to me than the Bee Gees. (laughs) Not anymore. That's weird. That is why. So that's why people hate Australia, because they blame it for disco. I I understand what's going on now. Oh, man. The Rick Springfield one threw me, though. Rick Springfield also feels very American. I thought he was American. Didn't Rick Springfield have... The that Bud Light dog on the cover of one of his albums that feels super it's American. Spud McKenzie. Yeah, that feels American. Yeah, wild. Right. That's all the notes I have for the band and the record. Well, for the band, I have track by track notes. Yeah. But let's jump into the album's release for February 1996. All right. Not right. a whole lot. Probably even less some. that I know. Well, here we go. No is different. No is one thing. Have listened to is another. <laughs> right. Right. Coming out on the 6th, Neil Diamond with Tennessee Moon. Probably his 35th record by that (laughs) time. Right. He has like 80 records out. What is he doing putting a record out in 96? He put a record out like two weeks ago. Did he really? Okay. He put a record out this year. (laughs) I don't know when this is going up. I know he put a record out. And then like he put it, I think it was a new record. Although... I think Neil Young's new records mm. are just no, no, no. Neil Diamond. Oh, I'm thinking of Neil Young. Yeah, Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Yeah. So no, Neil Diamond did not put a record out this month. No, Neil Neil Diamond. The last Neil Diamond record I listened to was probably the soundtrack to the Jazz Singer. To the Jazz Singer. Yep. <laughs> That's probably it. <laughs> uh, also coming out on the sixth, we have Cherry Pop and Daddies with Kids on the Street. Man, you love the Cherry Pop and Daddies. I think this was earlier cherry pop and daddies than i even listened to so this but, wasn't no this feels like the time this, when the swing revival was going on. this wasn't the record that had zoot suit riot on it i know like at least when i looked at the cover okay that wasn't the cover i remember so it's not the full swing revival yet i don't think so that's like 98 99 maybe that's that's what i think yeah when did the christopher lloyd Disney remake of My Favorite Martian come out. I have no idea. Because Zoot Suit Riot played a big role in that. Like, I Was think, it in that I movie? Think, I think My Favorite Martian was used as like the music video for Zoot Suit Riot. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, that, I think it's around 99, 2000. Okay. I think. Huh. Not going to work out. No. Uh, coming out on the 13th, we have Tupac with All Eyes on Me. That's the big one. That's, is that the big one? That is, I, I mean, I mean, big as in lengthwise. Oh, okay. It's it's like a double LP. It's like an hour thirty ish, I think. Oof. And it's it's one that, man, if I'm bringing you a Tupac record, it's that one, but it's long, and it's not Machiavelli because that's a whole different thing. Yeah, that's after. That was after he died. It came out he, after he died. But yeah, was, but he like changed his name and persona kind of yeah, for that one. Yes. Yeah, but like it would be one of those where I was like, I would be like, Scott, listen to the record Mm -hmm. and then choose your own playlist out of it, because that's what I do. Like when I listen to it, I'm like, okay, I don't want to listen to that song. I don't want to listen to that song. These are the core good ones. There's a really good album in there, but there's a lot of meat on the bone. There's there's but a lot of fat. Maybe what's fat for me isn't fat for you. Right. Yeah. Which could benefit 
the record itself. Like everybody could find something out of it. Right. It's still yeah. Tupac. So I guess if you're not into Tupac, you're probably not going to be into it. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's that's a big one. Oh, it might be a three LP. Oh, let me look up the runtime of this real quick. Hey, because you just said an hour and a half. That's a lot. Yeah. And I think it's longer than that. All Eyes on Me, a 27 song, 133 minute gangster's paradise. Damn. 133 minutes. That's two two hours, two hours and 13 minutes. Yeah. God. Uh, Also coming out on 13th, we have the Gin Blossoms with Congratulations. I'm sorry. Have okay. you ever listened to the Jim Blossoms? Only whatever tracks were on Buzz Ballads. <laughs> okay. Another Buzz Ballads band. Yeah. Scott, yeah. I'm telling you, most of the 90s stuff that you're into. That's was, it. My only experience was either on the radio as a kid. Yeah. Or on Buzz Ballads. Gotcha. I got into Jim Blossoms from Empire Records, the movie. Okay. I what's think. the, well, there's one big Jim Blossom song. What is it? There's a few, but they all sound the same. Yeah. And I don't remember the names of them. Yeah, that, that's about how the Gin Blossom should work. I yeah. think I really liked the whatever one was on Buzz Ballads. I think I covered one of their songs once. Oh, man. I don't know any of these songs. <laughs> hey, Jealousy. Follow that's you a good down. one. That's, as I long think... as it matters, until I fall away, found out about you, till I heard it from you. Allison there it Rode, is. Till I hear it. Yeah. Till I hear it from you. Man, track 13 on Buzz Ballads was Gin Blossom's Till I Hear It From You. Track 14, Eve 6, Here's of the Night. Hey, track 15, Stabbing Westward. What do I have to do? I think I know one Stabbing Westward song. and I don't think that's it. I feel like that's going to be the one. I feel like they're not going to put a deep cut on buzz ballads. (laughs) Yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) Uh, Also coming out on the 13th, we have the Fugees with the score. Okay. Yeah. Huge, hugely influential and giant hip hop record. I don't think I've ever listened to it. Me neither. That might be one we have to dive into. uh, Both of us. I'm I'm. I'm trying to be more truthful about things like that. Like in the past, I used to lie, be like, oh, yeah, it's great. Oh, I love it. But I'm trying to like be honest, not just with myself, but with everybody who is hearing right. me say it, because not everybody can listen to everything. I, I hate that. Yeah. That's a, that's an idea that you everybody has to listen to everything. You can get no. to some things later. You may never listen to something. 100 percent. Yep. But this podcast is to make each other listen. to things. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, coming out on the 20th, we have Fun Loving Criminals with Come Find Yourself. I don't even know what that is. They're uh, a hip hop group, uh, kind of like a jazzy hip hop group. Okay. Um, my kind of thing. All right. Also on the 20th, we have In Flames with The Jester Race. That's, yeah, 96. <laughs> that's an early one. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. In Flames are a very interesting band. Yeah. I, it's it's a, t- I, I mean, you have you listened to In Flames? I think I listened to one but it was in the thousands maybe was it come clarity i don't know okay come clarity was like oh six ish i want to say i'd have to look at the covers but they don't ring a bell enough for me to be honest with you i've listened to most of in flames and they don't ring a bell (laughs) yeah it's i i really enjoy it when i listen to it but it's like as soon as it's gone there's like not even a shadow of it anymore right but the people the people who are into in flames man are into in flames gotcha (laughs) also on the 20th we have sepultura with roots oh wow i just listened to that a couple years ago Oh, really? Like a year or two ago, I listened to that. Remember, yeah, that was a big one. That's the one that has a track on it that Hatebreed covers on their cover yeah. record. Yep. And I thought it was. Oh, a and you always song. thought it was a Hatebreed song. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man. Yep. And it, it is weird because I went from 
I listened to Soulfly and probably a Cavalera conspiracy record before I listened to a Sepultura record. Oh, is that right? No, so I went backwards with yeah, the Cavalera brothers. <laughs> yeah, wow. Crazy. Also on the 20s, we have Lou Reed with Set the Twilight Reeling. Isn't he the coolest man? Isn't that what like his whole thing was? It was super cool. Yeah, that was like his whole deal. Is like yeah. Lou Reed was cool. He is. <laughs> or was. I, th- I think he passed away, didn't he? If not, he has to be 100, right? He's... I thought he died a couple years ago. Lou Reed died in 2013, Scott. Oh, shit, 10 years ago. 10 years ago. My gosh. Time is a weird thing. Yeah. And he was born in 1942. WW2, the big one, happened, and he said, you know what? I'm here now. Yeah. (laughs) Coming out on the 27th, this was a big day for me. Uh Uh-oh. This day in particular. Okay. We have the refreshments with Fizzy Fuzzy Big and Buzzy. No clue. I know. I think it's on the list for you. Okay. I love the record. There's a song on it that I covered. Absolutely love playing it. I played it damn near every time I played live. It was great. Okay. Also on the 27th, self-titled Goldfinger record. Uh, I didn't. So I didn't know. I didn't know Goldfinger came out with a record that early. Okay. Yep. That's their first record. Okay. John Feldman. Yep. <laughs> also on the 27th, Bad Religion with the Gray Race. Which was one that surprised me. I forgot how good that album yeah, was. It's a really super, good record. Super good. Yeah, it is. And lastly, the Pogues with Pogue Mahone. Yeah, you and these Pogues. Yeah. They're Irish, um, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, between Australia and Ireland, Ireland and American Christian punk or <laughs> American Christian scene music. You That's have me. a lockdown. We got a, we got you figured out. That's it painted you into a corner with those <laughs> right that's it for what came out let's do the billboard charts all right let's see where i'm at here the billboard 200 february 1996 coming in number five oasis with what's the story morning glory yeah those brothers just hate each other huh they do now i think they did then too always have coming in number four mariah carey with daydream okay man mariah carey's a real one yeah. Every time I think of Mariah Carey, I think of one thing, and then I remember that she like hung out with ODB and like did that song with ODB. <laughs> right. And it's just like she's a different person. That's a yeah. different. That's a different person that I picture in my head. That's not yeah. glitter. That's not glitter, Mariah Carey. No, no. <laughs> Coming in number three, we have Alanis Morissette with Jagged Little Pill. I listened to that recently. I think I did a couple months ago. And... Is that after I was talking to you about it? Because I... remember I said about how it felt like that is the record that modern broadway yeah this is what everything we write is going to sound like now yeah and oh boy was it and they did it didn't they make a broadway show of it yeah they did but i think it's more of a jukebox musical oh okay like it's just her songs it's not they didn't write like in the vein of atlantis morissette songs they didn't write a new musical like new tracks for it it's just oh okay all right coming in at number two we have tori amos with boys for pele I know she had a couple big hits, but I don't know what they are. This one is interesting. I never listened to it, but I remember going to a family reunion and one of my like second cousins having this record and being like, oh, this is the greatest thing. She had the CD and popped it out and showed me. And there's like a picture of her breastfeeding a pig in it. I'm interested. And I'm like, what the shit is this? I, I didn't I, know Tori Amos was weird like that. Yeah, I never listened to it. I don't know. She, yeah, that's wild. 
She has a hit that I know, but I, I couldn't tell you what it is offhand. I know there's at least one. No, I have no idea. And then coming in at number one, the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. Mm. Whitney Houston, I think. Okay. I don't think I ever saw it. Yeah, I never did. I got a couple other ones that were interesting to me. Actually, it's the top 10. Oh, the rest I of think, the 10. I think I just did the 10. Okay. Coming in at number six, we have Bush with 16 Stone. Glycerine. Yeah. Everything Zen. And what's the other one? There's one other Bush one. Machine Head. Strawberry. Oh. Is it what's the one about strawberry fields or is that glycerine? That I think that's in glycerine. Uh glycerine. Glycerine. This this was a big record for me. There's another Bush song I know. I need to find out what it is now. There's like four or five singles off this record. Coming in at number seven, we have Shania Twain, The Woman in Me. Boots are made for walking, Scott. No. Not that. No, it's, I was uh, going to say that's Nancy song? Sinatra. Yeah, what's the other boot song? What's the one? What's the boot song she sings? I have no idea. Am I thinking of a different person then? Maybe. I, Who are we talking I, about? Man, I feel like a woman. What should yeah, I say? That one. That's the only one I know. I thought she did a boot song. Maybe she did. Yeah. Whose bed have your boots been under? Oh, I don't. I don't know if that's what I was thinking of, but <laughs> sure, it's a I, boot song. I feel. I feel satisfied that I Googled Shania Twain boot and that popped up. There I feel like I am a knowledgeable person. I feel like I conquered <laughs> the internet. That's it. Show's over. Yeah, we're good. Shut it down. Uh, coming at number eight, we have Hootie and the Blowfish with Cracked Rear View. Hootie's doing things in 96. That's wild. Coming in number nine, we have Enya with the Memory of Trees. Ooh, Enya. Yeah. That's a vibe. That's it. A different vibe. That's a really weird top 10 record. And then number 10, the Smashing Pumpkins with Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Your favorite record of all time. Uh, if you give me a two, if you give me that Tupac record, you're getting Melancholy and the Infinite yeah. Sadness the week after. Yeah, that checks out. That's yeah, how that's, that should work. That's, that's how that gonna happen. Work. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh Billboard Hot 100, February 3rd, 1996. Coming in at number five, LL Cool J with Hey Lover. Okay. Uh, boy, LL. Doing it. Ladies love him. Have that Kangle on, doing what you need to do. <laughs> I don't know if he had the Kangle on in 96. I think he wore that Kangle for 20 years. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> oh, coming in number four, we have Joan Osborne with One of Us. Uh, what if, what what if, if God... God was one of us? I know that song yeah. solely from Austin Powers. That was in Austin Powers? The, he sings it. Oh, really? Oh, even Dr. Evil sings it. Blee, 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 blue, blee, blah, blee. Oh, man. I'm I don't pretty remember sure. that at all. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Dr. Evil sings his own version of the What If God Was One Of Us. Man, him and Minnie, him, him and Minnie Me sing it together. Weird. Yeah, it's excellent. It, it's in Austin Powers, too. Sorry. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that at all. Coming in at number three, we have Everything But The Girl with Missing. No, I never heard of that in my life. Nope, me neither. Coming in number two, Whitney Houston with Exhale, Shoop Shoop. Okay, I think I know that song. I know some song with Shoop Shoop in it. I don't know if that's yep. that one or not. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> number one, Mariah Carey and Boys to Men with One Sweet Day. Man, Mariah Carey is a real one. <laughs> Mariah Carey is a real one. She was out here doing shit for culture. Like yeah. She was just taking over. Good right? for her. I, I love Mariah Carey. Good for her. Good for Mariah Carey. And then I have the rest of the top 10, because why not? I did it with the Billboard 200. Uh, coming at number six, we have Goo Goo Dolls with Name. Another one of your favorites? I, I actually listened to the Goo Goo Dolls like full discography the other day at work. 
that feels like a different mood to be in. It was a wild ride. It was a wild ride. <laughs> Coming in number seven, we have Deep Blue Something with Breakfast at Tiffany's. Like from like the movie? It's in regards to the movie. Okay. I don't, I've never she even heard said, that band name. I said, what about Breakfast I mean, at Tiffany's? She said, I think I, I, I could have told you yeah. for a million dollars who sung that song, but I knew that was a song. Well, it's Deep Blue Something. I will not remember that. It's nope. This is Daniel Powder all over again. <laughs> Coming to number eight, we have La Bouche with Be My Lover. Weirdly enough, I know that one more than who Deep Blue Memories. What did you say? Is that what it was? Yeah, Deep Blue something. Deep Blue something. I Yeah, I know La Bouche more than that, I guess. <laughs> wow. Coming to number nine, we have Monica with Before You Walk Out of My Life slash Like This and Like That. Monica was huge for a period of time. She was for a minute, yeah. This is a weird time for like female pop stars. It was very R&B heavy. Well, at the the Billboard 200, the top four were all female. Yeah. And the yeah. pop stars are kind of R&B heavy, which I don't really see that much anymore. Yeah. I, SZA, I guess? SZA is the big SZA's R&B big one now. now. Yeah. But other than her. I don't know. I'm not huge into it right now. Yeah. I don't. I'm, I'm trying. I'm sure there's plenty. Like I'm sure the people who are into R and B know plenty more. But oh yeah, when I'm thinking of like R and B superstars right now, I mean you could kind of call Travis Scott an R and B. He sings a lot. Uh, a lot. Let's move let's, on. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Number ten, the Tony Rich Project with nobody knows. Don't know what that is in my life. No idea. Nope. Good, no good idea. for Tony Rich. <laughs> Get that top ten. Well, uh, that's it for the notes. Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Murder Ballads, released February 5th, 1996. 10 tracks, 58 minutes, 43 seconds. Brand, tell me what you got. Well, we have to remember that these notes were written up without me knowing any of that information. Right, exactly. Them being Australian, Murder Ballads being a thing that yeah. I didn't know was a thing. Yeah. Uh, but here we go. Let's start off. Song of Joy. Song of Joy. Jack Skellington ass show tune. Is what this, is. <laughs> this is a Jack Skellington act show tune. Oh man! But murder ballads did click. Like even though I didn't know it was a thing in yeah. my head when I heard it, murder ballad. This fits what murder ballad is. Do you think in a song head. about killing? Like basically, crony. Yeah, I'm like spelling out the word phonetically, and this is what it is. Like yeah. this, this is just what it happens to be. Right. But it clicked. Murder ballad. I was like, oh, I guess it's just gonna be the whole thing. This is barely a song. It's an interlude to open a record, and it's too long to not be a song. Gotcha. <laughs> That's where I'm at with with Song of Joy. Gotcha. I don't have any notes for Song of Joy. Okay. Um, but I do have some notes for other tracks. Okay. So, so Stagger Lee. Yeah, Stagger Lee. The intro felt like a continuation of the opener, and that didn't thrill me overall. It, it was, I was like, okay, we, we got to do something? Are we okay. going to do something with this record? Yeah. Albeit it's at least more musical, this definitely has more of a song vibe, and I like this. Uh, just count the holes in the motherfucker's head is such a hard line. <laughs> love it. That's love such it. a hard line. <laughs> love it. This balances the over-the-top stage production story with actual music better. Like mm -hmm. the begin, like the first track just felt like a show tune out and out. Like there's no right. basis in reality. Just a story about a guy coming to a family and <laughs> talking about killing his own family. This one balances the music with a story a little better. It, this one, Staggerly is a really enjoyable track. I, yeah. I, I, hadn't, I didn't have a problem with Staggerly after I got into it. 
Well, uh, notes for Stagger Lee, Nick Cave's extra violent version of a popular American folk song about the murder of Billy Lyons by Stag Lee Shelton in St. Louis, Missouri at Christmas 1895. Okay. Yeah. The historical Stagger Lee was an African-American pimp in the late 19th century. On Christmas night in 1895, Shelton and his acquaintance, William Billy Lyons, were drinking in the Bill Curtis Saloon. Lyons' arrival in the St. Louis underworld took Shelton's Stetson hat during a dispute and was shot. Shelton retrieved his hat, walked out, and Lyons died from his injury. Shelton was charged, tried, and convicted of the murder in 1897. Man, the Wild West is wild. That is the story behind that song. Okay, the Wild West is wild. It's crazy. Dude takes his hat and he's like, nah, shoots him grabs his hat walks out of the bar it's also so weird that that was happening at the same time that huge industry was happening like one was in a city and the others weren't that's the only difference but like they were happening at the same time it's really strange right for years i couldn't figure out when the wild west was because i i couldn't i couldn't see when when like between the revolutionary war and the industrial revolution i couldn't figure out where the wild west sat right there and i think because it was of the time like it went on for a while because nothing migrated its way west except for teddy roosevelt yeah <laughs> so moving on to stagger lee's brother henry lee <laughs> okay first thing i had no ig no idea that pj harvey was a woman oh you didn't i had no fucking clue oh, i've wow. seen the name my whole life may have popped up on other tracks i heard yeah yeah even then didn't know pj harvey was a woman no okay had no clue surprised the hell out of me when i when it when it happened gotcha hearing the woman's vocals made me realize how much i don't love caves vocals oh no even though i don't hate them i don't hate caves vocals but hearing hearing the woman sing like some of the stuff i was like oh she has a great voice i like that i like that yeah the la 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 la's in here are excellent i love it i would normally hate those (laughs) i hate those in a lot of other music yeah work in this a lot Story-wise, did a bird kill Henry Lee? Excellent track, even though I don't understand what happened. So please, read me the story of what happened to Henry Lee. Well, I don't think this is uh, the story of it, maybe. Uh, Sung as a duet with PJ Harvey, during the making of the video, Cave and Harvey discovered a mutual passion for each other, sparking a four-month relationship. The song is a reworking of the traditional folk song, Young Hunting, from the 18th century, where a man who has a child from one woman tells her he's in love with another woman. She then gets him drunk, invites him up to her room. She stabs him to death and dumps his body in a river. She denies killing him during the initial investigation. But when his remains were found, she confesses and is then burned at the stake. Okay. Maybe the bird refers to the female. Okay. Yeah. I guess that would make sense. Yeah. But yeah, I I didn't get it. Didn't get that. <laughs> did not. Gotcha. Did not get that. Gotcha. So moving on to lovely creature. Yeah. And although also we know that there's a lot of times things miss me, and I don't know why. <laughs> Couldn't figure it out. But that one hey, missed me. Sometimes they do. Lovely creature. Yep. These mostly sound like ironic, sarcastic musical interludes in satirical movies. Oh, like man. I could see these in like not another teen movie or <laughs> like scary movie like it just okay. sounds that's, that's just what they sound they're just they're, they're all snl sketches they all sound like <laughs> snl sketches for the most part this is starting to be more disappearance ballads than murder 
because twice uh, now did the wind kill somebody? Like, I don't know what happened in this one either. Uh, this one's a miss. This track's a miss for me. Gotcha. A uh, lovely creature, a riff on the traditional folk song, Pretty Polly, where a young woman is lured into the forest where she is killed and buried in a shallow grave. Oh, great. Uh, great. Real positive stuff. I told you this was, it wasn't going to be that. I know. I know. <laughs> Next up, we have... This is spooky time. This is spooky time. If you consider... Oh, what the fuck was Tom Hanks's pumpkins? David Pumpkins? Was that his (laughs) SNL character? If you consider David Pumpkins spooky, this is fucking spooky. Uh, Where the Wild Roses Grow. Yep. So, these aren't ballads the way I want ballads. (laughs) These aren't Cinderella tracks. These aren't Chicago tracks. Like, I want... When I hear ballads... That's kind of what I want. Yeah. So I'm starting to have to disconnect. I'm starting to have to disconnect my mind from that for this. Yeah. Th- this is. These are old timey tavern jingles, Scott. These, that's yeah. what these are. And again, you're, you're you right. telling me that information at the beginning. I didn't know that was a thing. So gotcha. when I'm hearing it now, I'm starting to realize, <laughs> oh, these are tavern jingles. These are played in pubs in, I don't know. 1800s. They're, looking at, they're looking at Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Although I don't think that was until like the early 1900s either. Yeah, but Kylie Minogue is great here, and I wish every track was Nick with another vocalist. I love yeah, the bouncing well. back and forth between yeah. them. Yep. Yeah. Again, preferably a female vocalist because well, does his vo- his voice juxtaposed with a female voice is so good. It's yeah. it works so well. Story wise, this track is pretty amazing and hauntingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. A kilter with a rock, looking at roses. Right. <laughs> it's pretty. That's a pretty hard line too. It's the lead single with pop singer Kylie Minogue. Cave was inspired to write the song after listening to the traditional song Down in the Willow Garden, where a man was courting a woman and killed her while they were out together. Okay. So, yeah, his take on that kind of thing. The Curse of Millhaven. Yeah, buddy. I thought a stray song got caught up in the playlist every time the intro of this one happened. I love the intro to it. It's just chaos and loud and yeah, wild. Buddy. I honestly thought I was like, what, what song got caught up in this playlist? I, I don't <laughs> have a playlist. I'm playing the record. What happened? Every right. single time. Yeah. The la la la's are great again. Yep. And the way the way that die is sung is an earworm on this one. Yeah. Like, die is so drawn out. Oh yeah. man, it's it's such an earworm. It sticks with you. Give me all this. Make this an hour-long track. I'll take all of it. Perfect song. Ten song. It's amazing. Hey, The Curse of Millhaven is excellent. Yeah, excellent. it's really good. Uh, the Curse of Millhaven features the Moron Tabernacle Choir, which consists of Nick Cave, Martin P. Casey, Conway Savage, Thomas Wilder, Warren Ellis, Brian Hooper, Spencer P. Jones, Dave Garneth, Catherine Blake, Claire Moore, Roland S. Howard, James Johnston, Ian Johnston, Geraldine Johnston, and Astrid Mundy. I, I just wanted to throw that out there because that's all the notes I have. But I love the line. So it's Rorschach and Prozac and everything is groovy. Man, I have. That's like I, my favorite I didn't line. Hear anything you said after the name Conway Savage. Yeah, buddy. That is a fucking name. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Conway Savage. <laughs> Man. Good shit there. Yeah. Next up, we have The Kindness of Strangers. Yeah. The way that Bellows is sung on this one, where it's separated into more syllables and like lengthened, should bother the shit out of me. <laughs> it really works here. The way it, it it the way it stays consistent with two verses, 
Mary Bellows, three, two verses, Mary Bellows, two verses, mm-hmm. Mary Bellows. And then it only gives you, I think, maybe four verses. Not verses, but like bars. Lines. Yeah, yeah. bars. Yeah. Um, at the end. I think that's perfect. It. This is a great song. I, I love the structure it kept. I think if it didn't keep that structure, it wouldn't have kept me as much. Okay. I love the stru- structure it kept. I think this is a great song. I think this is a really good song. I have Marielle Del Conte contributed additional vocals and the crying. Great. On it. <laughs> Man, yep. I can't wait till I get credited on a record for crying. That's for all crying, I need. Right? That's all yeah. I need. Yeah. Next up, we have Crow Jane. Yep. Once I made peace with these being anachronistic and tavern shanties, I'm more open to them. Hey, that's good. This is a very solid track, very simple, very stripped down like most of them, though, because that's what yeah. they are. Yep. I enjoy it. The way Crow Jane is sung reminds me of something, but I don't know what it is. I feel like there's another song out there that has those same syllables, sounds hmm. like that. Okay. I can't pull what it is though. Crow Jane. I can't. Crow Jane. I can't. I don't know what it is, but I also kind of hear, and this comes in from the SNL ske- sketches. <laughs> this, I could feel a King of the Hill parody song on this one. Oh, wow. Okay. Crow Pain. Crow <laughs> Pain. Like I could see it happening <laughs> and it would it. sound excellent. It Let's would sound really good. Uh, Geraldine Johnston and Liz Corcoran contributed additional vocals on this track. Okay. Yep. Next up, the song you told me was written two albums prior. Yes, sir. The reason this album exists, basically. O'Malley's Bar. And just as I accept shanties, I get a lounge ballad. (laughs) So somehow, the track that birthed this record, to me, doesn't fit on this record. Yeah. It doesn't sound, the rest of the tracks sound like shanties in these folk songs this one sounds like it's in a lounge there's lace tapestries and doilies everywhere there's velvet couches left and right okay that's what it feels like to me maybe it's more of the what were they called back then the cat house like where the prostitutes stayed maybe that's more what the the vibe is on this one it's about a bar yeah you just get that feeling from it though i get i get the velvet couches and the doilies and it just if the the sounds basically do it okay quote and my dick felt long and hard <laughs> surprised me every single time yeah. and and i know you warned me at the end of the last episode to not listen to this at work yeah well this was the song <laughs> that happened to be on and my dick felt what 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 are we doing i had to shut that down so fast so fast the vibe of this one's a bit off for me, even though <laughs> oh. I can acknowledge the vibe that I created is mostly self-imposed. Yeah, like, I, I'm the one that invo- invoked the vibe of the tavern shanty, like they're sure. on, they're on the shores and this right. is travelers. Yeah, but this one is way too long. Yeah, it's super long. Way too long. I'm good at five minutes, and that's only a third of the song. Yeah, at well, five you don't minutes. Get all the- you don't get all the rest of the killing. At five minutes, you shut this down. It's a good song. It takes time to kill that many people. It continually bores me, brings me back, oh, loses no. me, captures me again, and bores <laughs> me again. And another quote, with an ashtray as big as a really big brick. <laughs> it so doesn't fit. Come on. <laughs> and I love it. Come on. Your songwriting <laughs> has been very good up to this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my dick long and hard, whatever. <laughs> but... An ashtray as big as a really big brick. Yeah. That's that's what you came. That was your fine. Everybody sat down. I was like, yeah, that's it. 
that's definitely it. That's the, that's the only <laughs> thing that works there. But sure, whatever. When he's doing the really drawn out syllables, I imagine a 1900s baseball pitcher swinging his arm in circles. <laughs> like like really wide yeah. or like a softball player but there's a really lot more velocity there's a lot yeah. more velocity and reason that it's happening with a softball player right with a baseball player when you're throwing overhand winding yeah, up no reason, no doesn't reason make sense it. does yeah. not make sense this one's not in my top three but i will say that it's an achievement because it's it's it, it's a it's a full song yeah, and the fact that this is the reason the record exists makes me take a little more off of that. It's it's fine, sure, but it's still way too long. Yeah, it's super long. Um, no notes on this one, but uh, the scene and the setting of the song always remind me of uh, Sandman issue. Uh, it's called the Twenty Four Hours. Okay, it's in Volume Two, Issue Number Six. It's where um, the guy goes in and starts influencing everybody to just be assholes to each other and like it just it's like a, a diner setting is what okay. it reminds me of okay yeah and then just this dude starts killing everybody with an ashtray with an ashtray is a fucking big, really big brick. as a really big brick <laughs> yep okay. yeah sure did so moving on to the closer here the closer death is not the end yep oh man do i i forgot how much i loved his vocal with a female vocalist like yeah. I forgot O'Malley's bar was so long. I forgot it. Ever it was happened. super long. Yeah. I forgot it ever happened. Yeah. But this is excellent. It's an amazing closer. It feels like a cult song. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like it was played at Jonestown. Like it feels God. like <laughs> it was played over the loudspeakers at the Heaven Gates house. I can't right. remember what their actual name is. They have an actual name, but yeah, it feels like it happened when mass suicides are happening that's yeah. what it feels like like they're they're just being assured hey this isn't the end guys we're gonna hop on that meteor and we're gone we're gone comet i guess it was a comet haley's haley sure. Bob. that's a comet yeah. yeah we're hopping on that comet and we're gone jonestown i don't remember when i don't remember 900 people by the way crazy jonestown 900 people sorry a lot of people but it's a it's a fantastic closer i yeah. don't think there's enough this is finally we get a record where the closer's the closer. Because it's been a while where it's like, why would they close with this? This yeah, switch right. this up. But no, this is the anywhere else on this record, it feels it doesn't fit. It feels too heavy for the record. Yeah. But as the as the closer, it's a perfect closer. Well, this song is a cover of a Bob Dylan song. Okay, I didn't know that. Yep. And if featured... actually maybe that's why it feels it sounds like a cult song. Maybe I did hear it in like a cult movie or something. It could have been, yeah. Yeah, it's possible. Uh features Anita Lane. Shane McGowan from the Pogues, PJ Harvey, and Kylie Minogue. Additional okay. vocals by Blixa Bargeld and Thomas Wilder, who are members of the Bad Seeds. Everybody's on it. Yeah, just they, he brought everybody back for that cover. Like, hey, you yep. guys want to cover Dylan? Yep. <laughs> and Shane McGowan on it, man. Did that do it for me? That was that's all. That's all you needed. All he's you a, needed. He's a really drunk, messed up one in the song. Really slurring his words and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, it was it was an excellent closer. And again, that maybe how before we said the song after a really good song is is heard a little bit. I'm not saying that O'Malley's Bar is a bad song, but because long because it was so long and I lost interest, this one might seem better because I lost interest in the last possibility. It might be. Well, before we get into your overall, I have a few notes. Okay, Uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds consists of Nick Cave on vocals, piano organ hammond gunshots and string arrangement gunshots gunshots 
Man, that's uh, what I need. I need credited on a record <laughs> for gunshots and crying. That's all I need. Right. Bring me in. I'll do some gunshots and I'll cry and we'll do it. As long as I got a part. That's it. Blix a bar geld on guitar, screams, and vocals on track 10. Okay. Martin P. Casey on bass. That's it. Mick Harvey on drums, guitar, acoustic guitar, organ, wind organ, backing vocals, string arrangement, bass, Hammond, space belt, and percussion. I don't know what space belt is. Neither do I. But, but is, he was on it. Is there a relationship between PJ Harvey and Mick Harvey? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Conway Savage on piano, backing vocals, and organ. Atta boy. Yep. Jen Scalv- Scalvinos on drums, percussion, bells, and tambourine. You did and- this to yourself. You made yourself read these names. I know. And <laughs> Thomas Wilder on maracas, drums, tambourine, and vocals on track 10. I feel like drums was thrown in also as a, you know, he didn't really play drums. Yeah, he, he, he did a little something. He hit a little timpani here and there. Right. But after the cleanup, brand top three. I will say, uh, obviously, I said it was a perfect song. The Curse of Millhaven is my number one. There you go. Um, and then two and three, you could flip flop them. It's okay. death is death is not the end, and the kindness of strangers. Both gotcha. of those flip flop two and three. I don't have a, an opinion either way. I, I both I like both those songs quite a bit. All right, but my number one, without a doubt, is the Curse of Millhaven. Also, my number one. Also, my number one. I love track. it. I love the idea of a 15-year-old girl haunting this one town and just killing a bunch of people <laughs> and burying them under her, uh, like, inner basement. Good stuff. Agreed. Yeah. Solid, real positive, real good stuff going on. Real here. good stuff. Uh, Death is Not the End would probably be my number four. Okay. I really like it as a closer. I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three would be Stagger Lee. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then uh, my number two is O'Malley's Bar. Okay. Yeah, that's a long number two. You don't have room for a three and four with that number two. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's uh that's long enough that you don't need you might not even need a one. That's that yeah. might take up all your time for your tops. I love it. Man. I think it's fantastic. I love the story. I love that it reminds me of that Sandman issue. Um just like I can visualize it and that guy is messed up. Blowing the blowing the bar owner's wife's head back into a sink of dirty dishes. <laughs> Man, that's wild. I will say if I have a number one line, it's just count the holes in the motherfucker's head. <laughs> yeah, that's that's unnecessary. And yeah. it was hard as shit. It was yeah. hard. That was a hard line. Yeah. Staggerly's a great track. Well, I guess that's it. We'll do our, our question. Brand, this is a rough one. Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Murder Ballads, Throne, Own, Phone, or Grown. I don't think it was a rough one. You said yeah. rough one. I didn't. I didn't like some things. You were but... you were back and forth on some stuff. Yeah, but there was there was nothing inherently awful about this. Where sure. there's been some things you've given me that feel awful to me. <laughs> right. I can't see myself listening to this much out in the wild like I did this this last <laughs> uh, week or so because it yeah. feels weird listening in the wild to this. Yeah. But that being said, I buy it on vinyl. I'd spend hey. it once in a while, so it's known. It's an awesome. Own. I, that, that makes me feel good because be I was some... really hoping you would catch on to like just the story aspect of the songs. Yeah, I'd probably skip O'Malley's Bar, <laughs> but so all of side B. side B, yeah, most most of side B is gone. But I will skip to that closer. Yeah, but yeah, it's 
it, it's a good record. And once I understood that it was a concept record, once yeah. and then you telling me that murder ballads is a thing that has existed in the world, yeah, makes it a little easier. Australian awesome. makes it makes a little more sense too because they're not close to culture. <laughs> they have their own culture kind they have of their and, own thing. Yeah. And they deal with it. Like they, they have huge giant comedians and shit that never leave the country and they don't need to. So yeah. like, yeah, do, do what you got to do. Yeah. I'm, uh, this is not a, uh, an anti-Australia podcast here. No, not at all. We're pro Australian. <laughs> We're definitely if anything. Yeah. But yeah, it's an own. I think it's a solid record. That's awesome. revisiting again owning something doesn't necessarily mean I'm spinning a lot because I have a lot oh, of no. records and they don't get spun a lot, but I, I'd add this one to the question. Yeah, That's absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. That makes me feel good. I'm so glad. This is a, I I can't remember when I first got into Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. I think it was college. Uh, so it was way late when this, compared to when this record came out. But um, yeah, I love this record. I, like, especially October time, fall time. Yes. Yes, I mean, it, it does get me in the mood for spooky times. I love okay. it. All right. Yeah. But Scott, this wasn't all you were listening to this week. What no, is your record sir. of the week? My record of the week is a, a 20-year-old record. Okay. We're going through our list that we're giving each other. Um, mine is Cold, You're the Spider. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We have two different opinions on that record. I know we did. And I forgot how much I loved it. And I absolutely had a great time listening to it. I th- Was it yesterday's? one that i gave you yeah yeah i think it was yesterday uh but man did it take me back made me fall in love with it all over again it was it's fantastic i wish i wish it was pressed on vinyl but i mean for the amount amount you love that record you might as well pay like a lathe cuts a lathe cut printer to that would get you on up that'd be kind of sweet i might do that i might look into that uh my record week what i don't even know what What was I listening to here? What was I listening to here? Uh, another 20-year-old record, like what you said. Nope, that's a bad sentence. <laughs> my, my record of the week is also a 20-year-old record, and it is the debut by Static Lullaby and Don't Forget to Breathe. Yeah, good record. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I know you you usually have a more you usually have the the line on that word. You're you're the one that has that word. I'm gonna use it this time. But it yeah. is it is fantastic. I there's a there's a song on there that gives me the chills every time. I was at work today, like this week, and when it played, it gave me chills. I said, "That's a weird feeling." Man, yeah. I don't have many songs that touch me and give me chills like that, and man, it does every time, like yeah. every time. You want to tell the people what song it was? Starp in the sky, <laughs> home to the dead. Let this mistake bring up vivid crystal to her eye. Let me. Know. <laughs> Pretty sure it was on one of Emily's anniversary CDs before the bird breaks the choke. I cannot inhale the sparkle of your voice. By the way, it sounds nothing like that. Don't nothing take, like that. Don't nothing take like what I'm doing all. to what that song sounds like. The shooting star that destroyed us. The shooting star that destroyed us. I think gives me a chills every time. Man. And then I do think of what I met him because I think by the time the self-title came out, he was the only original the member, remaining member. Yeah. And um, it's his name, Spencer. No, oh, that's that? no, that is um, Ice Nine Kills. Mm. His name is his name. Yeah, I guess it is Joe Brown. Okay. Or oh, Dan wow. Ar- no, Dan Arnold does the clean vocals. Okay. Joe Brown does the unclean vocals. Wow. The most generic sounding names of band members ever. Are you ready for this? The current lineup is yeah. Joe Brown. Sure. Dan Arnold. Yeah. John Martinez. Hey. 
Joey Bradford, and Chris with a K, Cormio. Oh. C-O-M, no, Comio. C-O-M-E-A-U-X. Wow. Comio. Comios? Comio. Comio. Comio, yeah. But yeah, no, I love that record. I love. Yeah, super good. I love everything Static Gold I did. And much like you, we need them printed on vinyl. That self-titled yeah, needs printed on vinyl ASAP. Yeah. And then print this thing on vinyl, too. Let's go. Let's get going. Come on. Yeah, let's do it. Um. So, all that's so, left now is for me to tell you what we're listening to next week. Yeah, what are we doing next week? Uh, I have an idea. Oh, okay. The idea, you know this artist's voice mm. based off of a variety show okay. and a Christmas album. Oh, wild. You know Casey Musgraves' Christmas music. Yes. I was trying so hard this week to figure out what record to bring you. Oh, okay. I, I'm. It's still a toss-up. I feel in order to try to, because lo- I've always loved her songwriting, too. Like, in addition okay. to her voice. I think her voice is stunning. But in addition to her voice, I love her songwriting. Mm-hmm. And I thought in order to not give you a foothold in some kind of personal vendetta, I'm not going to give you the divorce album right off the bat. Right. I'm not going to give you. Because we already album. did. We did the Rustin Kelly. We did record. do the Rustin Kelly record. Yeah. And well, actually, I wouldn't give you the divorce. I would give you like the the kind of mid-divorce record because she did do a post-divorce record after. Oh, okay. But there's one where she's still trying to like, it, it sounds like he's trying to make stuff she's work and they're, to, they're yeah. trying to work things out and that right. one's a little rough. But no, we're just going to go with the first record. Her... Okay. Actually, it's not her first record. I actually found a record from, I don't know, early, early where she's young. It's like, oh, a, it's like a weird, like Christian produced like country record. That's how, that's how they all start off. They yeah. all start off really young. It was really, really weird. Yeah. But this, her first record, same trailer, different park, I believe same is the trailer, name. trailer, different park. Casey Musgraves, same, it's her, it's her debut record. It's from 2013. Oh, so she it's, deb- 2013. That seems later than what I thought for her. Um. Well, she's 35. I, I just mean like as for as big as she is. Okay. Uh, like I, I felt like her buildup would have been longer. Well, she has five records out currently. Okay. So I'm not including the weird one that I found that I, I can't find anywhere to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so, and by the way, this would be pre Rustin Kelly. So settle down. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I, I actually, I'm going to assume they weren't even dating yet because they married in 2017. Yeah. So I'm going to assume four years before that, they're not together. Probably not. So I I'm also excited. spelled her name wrong. How'd you spell it? With a C? With a C, yep. Okay, yeah, that's way off. Yep, bit but, off. Uh, you know her voice, and yeah. you said you didn't dislike her voice. So I'm hoping that will lead us into this. And I liked that that Christmas variety show. That was fun. Yes. and I, she, I, I mean, she had guests on every song, <laughs> yes. and I can't really pick her voice out in my head right now. You will when that record. As soon as but, you hear her first time saying, you're like, oh, yeah, that's her voice. Yeah, but I'm hoping that this goes the way I think it is. If not, we'll have an interesting episode. I've uh, hey, up to this point, I've been pretty yeah. open to the female vocalists you've given me. You've been pretty good. Um, yeah. And a couple in particular, I've really, really enjoyed and purchased. Another reason why I'm going more with this early record because it's it's definitely more country okay. versus she adds a little more modern stuff in her 
like most recent albums. Like there's a little okay. more like there's some electronic sounds. There's some things gotcha. here and there. So but this order... is more in the country vein. Yes. Gotcha. Yes, it is. And it you will notice though it's not it's not mainstream country because there mm-hmm. are some topics she talks about that people don't talk about about country. It just doesn't oh, happen. Interesting. Uh you'll you'll see things here and there. I'm not gonna we'll dive into it on the episode. Yeah, we'll get into it next Casey week. Musgraves, same awesome. trailer, different park next week. Sweet. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm me excited. too. I'm excited to listen to it this week again. I love that fucking record. <laughs> I guess that's it. You got anything else before we bail? No, that's it. I'm I'm stoked that you gave an own to Murder Ballads. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have it. It's in my collection. I'm um, I'm excited to get into this Casey Musgraves record. I'm excited for you, and I'm excited for next week's episode. Yeah, should be fun. I'm excited. I I don't know if I've ever done any research on her either. That's fun to me too. Like yeah. the Nick Cave stuff. Like I never did any research on him at all yeah and it's fun to like learn about out yeah yeah Yeah, i enjoy that super fun yeah so follow us on twitter or x whatever the fuck you want to call it i don't care yeah i'm still calling it twitter at aol pod follows on instagram at aol pod it sends an email at are you listening to pod at gmail.com join the facebook like will be the show notes listen to all the joy media podcasts and thank you for listening always listen to something new listen to something new to you homework and then listen to something you love oh yeah that's Scott, the best thank you for the friendship thank you for the episode thank you for the podcast thank for those you, in brother. a weird order but that's all right it. and are you listening are you listening i've cornered the market on australian christian rock if you consider david pumpkin spooky this is fucking spooky propane Propane. You did this to yourself. You made yourself read these names. I love the idea of a 15-year-old girl haunting this one town and just killing a bunch of people. And my dick felt long and hard.